<clears throat> hello. Hello. Welcome to the downside. Uh, uh, we're trying. We're going to try this out. We just recorded an episode, and now we're recording the intro, like separate from the episode. I yeah. don't know if I like it. I'm going to pretend I don't know anything about what just happens. No, that's. I think you're supposed to say, you're supposed to be like, this is a great episode. We talked about. Oh, I thought we were going to pretend like we, we have, like we're acting like, you know, we don't have any sort of memory of what, you know? Sure. But you want to do it like that we're, we're. I think people do the thing. Where it's like, it's like that we talked about uh, dating someone who has a kid and teaching preschool. But why? So why tell people what they're about? To, you know, I see what you're saying. Well, just to be like, here's what you're in store for, so you're not surprised. Trigger warnings. But I if, think this whole thing people, should be a trigger, trigger warning. warning. Long trigger warning. But what if they're like, I don't really want to hear about those three or four. Like, if we try to narrow it down, <clears throat> is that going to limit vague. us? You know. You're saying like they're going to be like, ah, eh, you know what? I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to hear about a theater thing and like, you know. Well, don't give away. I know we did. <laughs> we did touch a little bit of theater. Those trigger warnings. I got. I. I. This is. This was going to be. I never got around to it. For uh, this has got to stop. Where, like NPR, whenever it's a story about like sexual assault or whatnot, they'll mm -hmm. talk about a trigger warning, mm -hmm. and then they'll move on to a story about some bombing in Ukraine yeah. where like 20 people exploded, and you're like, oh, well, that's like. That's really bad, too. too yeah. It's just very interesting, like, where it's doled out. Also, like, trigger warnings on, like, tweets, I think, are really ridiculous because your eyes take in the full tweet. Like, it says, like, TW. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes TW, yes, yes. sexual assault. And then assault, you see the words, child the bad raped words. by a priest, and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. we got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, this episode coming up, if, if you're watching it, you're going to notice Russell's angle disappears suddenly, and uh, uh, it's because a memory card got full. So many things, but how do you feel? You feel good about the spaces coming together, John Marco? It looks so good. Uh, the walls look great. We have the yellow chairs. the The chairs and the walls complement each other great. We got a plant in the corner, which is plant. really nice. That Fake plant. brings some life into this soulless room, and like it just feels it feels welcoming. It, it feels does? warm. Good, and it's still tight. You know, it's a tight room. It does. It does. It feels like it feels like you raise the ceiling. About seven feet. That's very. Nice. I'm not. I'm not lying. I'm getting rid of that thing in the corner. That TV not being there. This is all that Tova. was just like it. It looks so much better. Tova will be very happy to hear that. Uh, so if you, if you hate this, let us know because we might do this in the future. If they hate your room? No, 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 not the room. Oh. If they, if you hate this little intro thing, oh. I was so oh. self conscious because <laughs> Mark. It was like a big joke where Mark Maron will start all his episodes where he does a solo thing for like 13 minutes, and I always skip it. Oh yeah, him just too. talking yeah. for thir thirteen minutes, uh, and, but I think maybe it's because it was just him, and I've always hated that. I can't listen. Bill Burr, who I love, I, I tried listening to that podcast where he just talks for an hour, and it is every episode he does he not? Oh, have it's guests? just him. He'll like he'll bring on his wife for a second to talk to someone, but it's mostly it's the Monday morning him just talking about like just thoughts, going on to the, the world. store, and he like riffs, and I need some kind of feedback. I mean the the. The whole if I did tried that solo thing the whole time be like, uh, please uh, write me to let me know if you thought that was funny. <laughs> write me to let me know if you thought this was funny. So maybe with two people it's not as bad, um, uh, but it's good to see you. You went to New Orleans mm -hmm. and then you ghosted me and we talked about it. Did I ghost you? You, you made a decision. Okay, t talk to, more to to text to like not text back really. For a couple okay. of days, which is, listen, here's, let, let me say this first. Yeah. Two things. First, that's fine. Yeah. 
I think it was like it was shock. It was surprising, uh-huh. and I had to like figure it out on my own. Yeah, I think. Um, and before you, we also had a group chat going with our sketch team, and the rules didn't seem to apply to the group chat. <laughs> and I think no. that's the part that made me go. I think my feelings are hurt. I for sure. Okay, listen. I think. I think. Listen. I think there is. Um, a bit of a wild west in me when it comes to texting and it really is like I can imagine only like if you if you like casting something and you're like if you get my attention if you catch me with something flashy I will respond in the moment sometimes but in general I was in New Orleans and I was not responding to a lot of people's texts so just know that sure um so a of all that that was happening b of all though like you know sometimes you find yourself even when you're in a fun place doing something, if a text came through and I did see something, I'd be like, oh, I should respond. And I had the the guilt thing of like, oh, I, I, I haven't been present, but I would respond to whatever was coming through that was new. But I wasn't going back to what was oh, old. I see. And I so, see. so there, there is sometimes that that is what happens. I, I do admit I'm not always very like uh, on it. And I think like honestly, because then I looked back and I was like, oh, I did. You did reach out and I didn't. And I didn't have a memory of you reaching out. And I didn't have a memory of me looking at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I just need to up my game in terms of more pictures, <laughs> more more gifts. I think it's, listen, it's, it's, it's fine. I think it's just, it's so hard in this world. I think we all have different texting things. I think sometimes I feel an unfair, because I am a phone person, and everyone yes. knows I'm a phone person, yes. that like I'm expected to respond and I have some people that, like, if I don't respond, they go, I know you're on your phone. Yeah. And uh, there's, there's, it's just hard. I don't know. It's just, it's just hard. It totally made sense when you, someone goes on vacation, it's like, oh, they're busy. But I think it was, I think it truly was just the seeing of, like, the two worlds back to back. Yeah. Of, of, of a group chat and a regular chat where I was like. But was I that hey, what active the in the group chat? Oh, my God. You were writing out scenes. You were telling full stories. Wait. When people wrote things, you were writing back, ha, 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 like the long one. <laughs> voice voice memos. No, I wasn't voice doing memos. any of that. I feel like I, there was like one There was time. a significant difference. And I'm it was to go back and look at the timestamps of everything. Just I printed to, it out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're okay now. Were, um, we, were we really not okay? No, I think, I, think, I think there was just like one moment in particular that I was like, where I was like, oh, I think I'm sad. Oh, I'm sorry, John Mark. Okay. I didn't mean. I didn't mean to make. No, we, sad. we have a we have a good texting relationship. No, we have a very good. I, I text you. This is sensitive. Than m- most boy. people. Um. Uh. No, I know, and I know that. Was New Orleans fun? Did you have a good time? Though? I did. I. I mean, does it? Li- you have. You have. You love New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Does every trip just like you're like? Yep. It hit. It hit it. I think I, I'll say this. Uh, the the only negative. Uh, I think doing this for Mardi Gras was I'm so thankful to have done it and it was like one of the greatest experiences I've ever had but I also think that's not something I'd want to do especially if I don't live there there's a certain amount of energy and like whoa to to do that and so I feel and it's a lot of money and it's all you know so I think that uh I'm gonna go back to New Orleans next year probably just for like a quick weekend sort of thing and not during Mardi Gras it just was it's it um I would say actual Mardi Gras day though I've never seen anything like it. Like you know, we got up at like five a.m. to like start doing stuff. We went and saw some thing like a there, there, there's a this event that happens in this neighborhood where 
they they perform on a drum thing. They wake up the neighborhood, and that started at like 6 a.m., so we were out and about. We went back Damn. and got in our costumes and that sort of thing, and then we were at this, like, met in this area to do this walking parade at, like, 8 a.m., and it was, like, 8 a.m. The streets are completely filled with people in costumes that... Must have taken weeks or months, homemade costumes to make, and everyone has them. And it was like, it, it just was like one of those things where you're like, where you're like, the entire city is doing this today. There's not like people that are like, oh, I'm not going to blah, blah, blah. Like, it was like, I just, it was, it, it's just music and it's like this big street party for, for miles. You just walk and yeah. it's just like, you're popping in, meeting new people. That's the day I got COVID. So just... <laughs> You're saying the only literally, downside you literally didn't include there was, we were walking into like people's homes. They were at like make like make makeshift bars at, at people's homes that they're like, come in and contribute. What Did you, you black out at all? Or what, you just pay you, what you will. No, it was like it, steadily I mean, drunk throughout the whole day. I would say day. a of all, you know, you've been partying like the whole week prior, so you're a little like you know. But I I would say uh, we realized we didn't eat at all until like two p.m. and I've probably never seen nicole as drunk as she was and i was like i was like we we gotta eat things are <laughs> you know like and, and we ate and then it was like we, we kept going and then it was like five or six and we were like you know what i think we did it you know i mean we'd been up 12 hours at that point that's a lot and we're like so we that night we just went home and like and then did not like move the whole next day. Did you have any of the what was the alcohol I had that, that purple me out? drink? I did purple. have not on Mardi Gras, but I did it a different. You had day. purple. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll never. I'll just never get that feeling of being at that round table and being like like it like we had just taken an edible. Yeah. And I was just like, guys, are you feeling wasted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Halfway yeah, yeah. through that fucking drink. Yeah. That's the drink. Abs absinthe. No, Everclear is Everclear. It? Everclear. Yeah. That's the one that my sister. I think I, she went to the hospital once. She was at a concert in college and had Everclear. Yeah, it's like And was so wildly. drunk that she was at the hospital and thought she was still at the concert. Oh, no. And, man, that is too funny yeah. to me. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have that right. I've just been like, what? Oh, that's Who's really next? Funny. Woo! Like lighting a lighter in the middle of the hospital oh. room. They're like, honey. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad the COVID was, was uh, fine. Yeah. Um, I think the episode after this one is going to be uh, another one without you because I'm recording it in L.A. Um, still working on the guest. Do we not have things on the books for... Wait, wait, this is not what we do in the intro. We don't have to go through the calendar very slowly <laughs> and boringly for everyone listening. Um, so, so do me a favor. Listen, Downsiders. I know you're out there. You exist. I, I hear about you. Uh, I tell, Keep telling your friends about the show. Uh, the numbers are growing, but I want to get the. I want to be able to say to Russell, "Hey, you want to go to New Orleans? We're going to do a live downside in New yeah. Orleans. I'll do some stand-up shows. It'll be oh very my cool. God. And I think we're going to get there uh, eventually. But you guys can help us get there sooner. Um, this is a great episode. Uh, if, if you missed Russell, um, so I'm sorry for the lack of Russell in these couple episodes, but he'll be back after the next one. Yes. And uh, you're going to enjoy this episode with with the very funny uh, Katie Hannigan. I realize normally from here. To the regular episode, they have like music. Yes, and I can't play the downside theme song this many times. Oh yeah, that's a so lot. So let's just risk whatever this button is. It's going to be the transition music. Fuck. Welcome to the downside with Jamarco Serezi, and finally the return Hi. of Russell Daniels. Yeah, I'm back. We had two guest co-hosts. Was that it? 
Uh, yeah, uh, f- uh, you were in New Orleans, and then he had COVID mm-hmm. for the third time. Oh my God! For third the third time's the charm. Third time. That's um, the charm. Original. Original. Was there? Was that called anything? The var- was it called a variant, or do variants only exist? Is the first one not a variant? I, I don't know. I I I. I is that just COVID nineteen? COVID. Yeah. COVID nineteen. And then was it Delta? Delta, was the second kind of Delta, thing. which is one I got that uh-huh. you gave to me. Well, it's debatable, but uh, <laughs> and then Omicron, yeah. yeah, and now they have the Delta Cron and oh. they have the other Omicron. So, really? Yes. Okay. Well, I've I'm, heard about this. I'm usually many. pretty good for like six months or so, and then um, yeah, you so just succumb. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I definitely got mine in New Orleans because I. I because uh, look at the pictures he posted. It looks like he was looking for it. I know. Well, looked like he no. went to New Orleans and said, Mardi "Give Gras. it to me a it third was time." Crowded. So, That'll but do it, it. I was there for a full week and I didn't get sick till the two or three days after I got home. So, I, it was like probably on Mardi Gras day. So, um, but you know, worth it uh, to a degree. <laughs> I had to a lot of things. Good, and, good. Uh, yeah, you, well, yeah, you missed our sketch show. Yeah, you missed the podcast. We had uh, Ian Fidance was a co-host. Ah. Oh, it's very funny. Way. I realized about Ian is because normally I'm kind of the uh, of the two of us. I'm I'm, I'm pushing. Oh yeah, I'm pushing the boundaries He's a, a little bit more. Of chaos monster. Ian is. Yeah. Ian, where I'm the one like Ian, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Ian, no, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, a wild man. Yeah, he, he is, is a wild, wild man. He's very funny. He loves pressing the buttons. He kept oh, pressing yeah, yeah. all the buttons. <laughs> That's his thing. Yeah. I thought you meant um, figuratively. I was like, yes, and that he does. Too. That he too. really does. <laughs> he, He's pushing the envelope. He's pressing the buttons. He's a mess in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I wanted to, uh, before we, we, we talk formally with, with Katie Hennigan, who uh, just had an album come out a couple weeks ago. Now, yes. the, f- the feeling of emptiness. Feeling of emptiness. Feeling of emptiness. Yep. I, uh, I love it. Um, I, I can relate to it already. Uh, I got to be vague about this one. This is my, my complaint. Oh. Uh, I told Russell more. So I had maybe a family member who... <laughs> you could say other maybes. There's you- so many maybes. <laughs> maybe a family member. Yeah. Maybe I guess something else. An old school friend, perhaps. <laughs> an old school friend. Help vague in this up I, a little it was, bit. It was, yeah. an, it was an old school friend. My solution to this would be to never speak to them again. <laughs> I think that's why. That's why mm-hmm. it, it where <sighs> someone connected to someone <laughs> they have uh, cancer. Oh. They have cancer. Oh, I bad. I believe stage four breast cancer, but this is where it, things get complicated. This narrows it down. <laughs> this, that's true. We have a family member. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Okay, keep going. So, <laughs> I told you this ten seconds ago. You're like, well, let me clarify a couple <laughs> things. Um, I was told uh, through perhaps another family member. There's a lot of second hands here. That that one morning I got this text. This oh, this person has. Terminal breast cancer. Uh. Now, the word terminal, I think, is a pretty clear word. I feel like it reminds me of the airport. Well, I... That's, I, what, that's where yeah. my mind goes. Yes. I got to get a snack and I got to hurry. Well, fittingly, the airport reminds me of crashing and then dying, so it's all a loop. Yeah. Yes. Terminal to me means... Again, this is not scientific, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, so they're going to die sometime in the next week to the next year. Yes. And it means die. Death is yeah. on the door. Death is knocking. And it turned out, I, I found out later, I make some calls. I'm very anxious about helping. What is my role? What is my responsibility? And then uh, it ended up still being stage four cancer, I think, but not terminal. And the, the, I guess the person used the word terminal 
in a moment of passion or they were exaggerating or oh, they, that okay. they were expressing a fear, but they expressed okay. it in a way where they said the word terminal. And I, I've, I have this thing with a lot of my family now, my, my, my family. Or on, maybe family. Or maybe family. On, on one side or another, my dad's or my mom's, where people exaggerate medical stuff okay. in a way where I can't have proper the proper emotional response I want to because it's accompanied by a feeling of skepticism okay. about what mm -hmm. the truth is. And I find myself very uh, verklempt and frustrated about it because when I found out that the word terminal was used uh, inappropriately, there was no room to get angry because the cancer is still there. And, and the person who used the word terminal is not the person with the cancer. Yes. So yes. there was just this thing where I couldn't go, hey, what the fuck? Because they're dealing with someone, a loved one who has terminal uh, stage four breast cancer. But then now in my head, I'm like, well, is it stage four? Is it not clear? Are your headphones okay, Katie? Yeah, sorry. They're a little... Is it okay if I don't wear these? You don't have to wear yeah, them. Yeah, we don't okay, have to wear them. You know, my head is so delicate. Yeah. And it's just pressing. I'm so sorry to interrupt the story. Maybe I don't want to make stage this about four me. I don't brain make cancer. This, this is not about me. This is and I don't want to make it about me. The downside. One, two, three. Downside. Oh, great. I we get out of the way. <laughs> You're listening to The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi. Yeah, sure. So, but then I saw he wasn't wearing them, so I thought, okay, uh, maybe I, I could. Are they that. that terrible? No, I couldn't hear it. It wasn't. It wasn't. Turn I didn't realize. And then this I was is like, your knob right here. It. It's fine. I, I don't. I want. I don't want to use them. I, we're we're I'm like I'm like we're not I'm using them. I'm today. like thinking about the money I spent on the headphones. <laughs> like I could have just had one pair of headphones. No, I usually I usually no wear no them. sure. I'm not gonna do it today. I'm sure, and try it without it. Well, back to the cancer. Yes. So it's very frustrating. I don't know. It's just like this is a new phase with my family and people getting older. Where like it just is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. of parsing yeah. all this stuff out and i i have never uh, i'm stealing so much with every person who tells me stuff about my family on this one side they're all unreliable narrators mm -hmm. and that's fun in movies but in in real life it prevents you from being able to deal with anything appropriately and you can't when it deals with this kind of stuff you can't ever get mad because the person is always in some level of duress mm -hmm. so that's just where i'm at i don't know if you're but it's confusing though because I, stage four is the worst cancer that you can have isn't yeah. it but it's not the same as terminal cancer yes well like right? stage four stage four could mean you have to get a, a mastectomy perhaps but then there's like terminal is like it's spread to the uh, heart and right. you can't oh, get a heartectomy definitely gonna die yeah then. yeah yeah because i knew a couple people that had stage four and then they're you know fresh as a daisy they made it through so it's not that bad sometimes and honestly, the only person I could contact to get the truth from is the person who is not part of the family who has the thing. But it, I can't call this person who I don't know very well and be like, hey, just want to check. Are you dying? Yeah. Do you even have cancer? Do you even have yeah, cancer? Like, yeah. how bad is this? I just want to have some facts on the ground. Sometimes I want to talk to the doctor. Yeah, it's a little, it sounds a little Munchausen-y. A little Munchausen sure. by exaggeration. But it's a mix because like, it's like I almost said the, the person who it's about uh, had an operation. I'm sure anyone who listens to this can narrow all this down by now. Oh, my God. Had an operation where so there is real stuff going on, yeah. but it's mixed with hypochondria. Yeah. And so I'm just at a loss and I just sometimes you wish I want to be like, hey, can I just talk to your doctor? Can I go over your head 
and talk to the doctor because yeah. the surgery was very. I could talk to the doctor and I said, "What are the what are the odds? Yeah, of death on the table. Yeah, and I could get that number for real, okay. which I believe was one point five percent. Oh, so I that's said, very okay. low. I said, I said, so what percentage do you think I need to cancel my weekend at Looney Bin, Oklahoma City? <laughs> and the, the, <laughs> a fine uh, club. <laughs> you don't want to miss it. <laughs> I said, do I need to cancel my shows? He said, what club? Looney Bin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should come home for You'll this You'll want to cancel. You'll want to get um, Do you wonder if you just started react, like if you just started in your head being like, okay, they're lying. But then giving them the response they wanted, but then in your head being like, everything will be fine. And then you But can, then if it's not fine, then I'm then now I feel well, bad. Then you lived a longer amount of time thinking it was fine. You gave them the appropriate response that they were looking for in the moment. Sure. And then also then if something bad happens, you lived your life being like, Oh, I didn't know that was gonna happen. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, if I, could, if I, I, could if I agree with that. That also sounds dishonest yeah. in a different yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just like could you just lie your way through life? No, that's and true. Be a piece um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you because I do feel like knowing, you know, I've heard, you've talked about this before. I do feel like there's really not, I don't know how, who you would go. You're not going to get the truth. Of course. You're, you're not going to get like what you're looking for. So I don't know I what envy, to some advise. Some people make jokes. They say their parents like don't tell them about all their medical stuff. Tova's Tova's mom wrote to her just like your father's retina's attached. We're at, we're almost <laughs> done with surgery, and it was like after it was after everything was done. Yeah. There was no like, I think your dad's going blind. Yeah, the doctor think it could have to be removed. We're out of it. Just was at the end, and I'm so envious of that. Yeah, I am so envious of not knowing anything. Yeah, how are your parents? My my dad had a heart surgery a few years ago, and it was he had a AFib, which is not. What's the name? Tell me what that is. Um, I'm not sure what it stands for. Atrial fibrillation. Yes. It's when your heart your heart beats irregularly. The electricity in your heart is somehow irregular. Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of procedure where they go in. And my parents did. Um, they did kind of a hilarious thing where um, they didn't tell us anything. They just acted like everything was fine. And then about two weeks before the surgery, they then they dropped it on us. Uh-huh. So it was like, well, we didn't want to tell you, but things are very serious and something's seriously wrong. And it's like, so wait, you. But then you did tell us. <laughs> so, so they kind of got the best of both worlds, yeah. where they they kept a secret, but then they dropped they dropped the bomb on us. And um, it is. A pretty serious surgery if you're older but it's not like for example as serious as um like a quadruple bypass or something like yeah. that where it's like so it's you're cranking open your chest yeah yeah this is this is actually a very minimally invasive surgery although it is still like very hard on people you know so it was it was a big deal and then you know my dad fine He's Where, all good. How did, did they open his chest or did they like go through the nose it was like a little I think they went in through the um like the something down here. It's just, through the we, bottom part. It was kind of a, a whoopsie-daisy, an upside-down yeah. upside yeah. cake, as they call We've it. We've talked in about medical. it. Every time you hear these kind of things, you're like, how many other ways did they try it before they figured out oh, you could access the heart through there? Yeah. Oh. How many people died when they went through the nose, the eye, the oh, ear, God. the mouth? <laughs> <I can't>. the <laughs> they were just poking around down oh. there for a long time. I saw that. The Nick. Did you see that Yes, show? I yeah. saw the yeah. Nick. I think about the Nick all the time. It, it Whenever people are like, oh, I wish I had been born in the 50s or the 1800s, I'm like, oh, just please. look at what the operations were. <laughs> The oh, Nick had the scene where uh, this this woman, she had a miscarriage, and she like won't let go of the bit, uh, the dead baby's body. She has a mental breakdown, mm-hmm. and so they go, "Oh, we think there's uh, toxins in the teeth, 
So they remove all her teeth. Yes. That was like a common practice in Victorian England, even like as a wedding present. It would be like, just get the wife's teeth removed so she doesn't like cost any more money uh, down the road. Oh my God. Yeah. And then they put, they, that used to be the reveal like of, of when they, they have put like the, white, the white thing up at the wedding. It was oh. just so you saw oh, the veil. for the first Surprise. time with no teeth. Here comes your bride. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm glad your dad's doing better. Shout out. My dad listens to all my podcasts. Really? So really? he will be finding this one. It's his It's his hobby. Oh. He loves podcasts and he loves comedy. My mom listens, uh, which is good because the story is not about her. Well, good for her. <laughs> good for her. <laughs> I'm glad that you clarified. Uh, We've been narrowing this down. Yeah, yeah, We've yeah. We've been narrowing this down. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Listen, if they never, li- that ever says, dude, oh, do your jokes about your parents upset them? I'm like, my dad doesn't watch my stand up. No. Oh, bless his heart. Well, bless sorry, heart. you can have my dad. He's very, he's a lot Careful, shorter I'll, than you. I'll take you up on that. that <laughs> you, would, you know, my dad is about, he's only about 5'8", so he would look so cute next to you, I think. would be like, oh, we got a tall boy somehow <laughs> in the family. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That would be fun. How tall are you? 5'4". Uh, 5'4", five, four. Five, four. okay, mm-hmm. that's my mom's height. Yeah, <gasps> okay, we could do a little switcheroo. Sure. How tall are you? Five. You're six. Five. Five. <laughs> Look at his face. I'm five sixteen. <laughs> um, uh, six foot four. My goodness. You did quick Look math there. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think I've made that joke before. Oh, okay. Never um, mind. Well, okay. Still um, um, what? I like that as a mystery. Five sixteen. I like yeah. that. Looking into the other camera for the punchline. <laughs> <laughs> You grew up in Indianapolis. Yes. I'm yes, going there soon. I'm going to do the little room at Helium. Oh, it's lovely. Or actually, I should say, I've, I was just got back from Helium, Indianapolis. I had a great time. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I- Indianapolis has great comedy people. It's good Midwestern audience. They love a joke. They'll let you get a little edgy. They'll let you do a little political stuff if you want. Good, good. They're pretty good. And downtown Indianapolis is... Well, the mall has gone downhill. I'll say that much. The mall has gone downhill. And the Helium is... In the mall, oh, you it's guessed in the mall. it. It is in the mall. Man, there's something about most malls have gone downhill. I think it's like a yeah. very American oh. thing that now is like dying. We did right? a, we did an episode on my podcast about it, the decline of the American mall. Mm-hmm. And but you know I love That's a mall. The name of the podcast. It's just all mall. It was a Every you know, we had a little mall. No, no, it was just yeah, one I, episode. I, 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 I know. It was a full. Yeah, it was a chronicle. <laughs> it was a year by year. It was a bit of a Ken Burns <laughs> podcast on malls. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's great. I, I love Indianapolis. It's like a little kind of bastion of um, s- like city life in, you know, in most of Indiana, it's just cornfields. So it's like once you get out of the little highway perimeter, you're just kind of, you know, in the abyss. Mm-hmm. Okay. But now that's just one of the downside. What, what sucks about Indianapolis? Anything? <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, so you're I'm having, a, <laughs> I'm having well, like I mean, a, you know, I mean. having some kind of reaction. Uh, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Um, you know, it is pretty conservative. I think I haven't lived there. I moved here in 2008 to New York. So it's been so long that I've, I have barely really recognize it anymore. They have terrible traffic. I know that. I went there um, a few years ago. I was doing like a daytime TV. I was doing like morning news or something. Mm. I had I, I had no idea that the traffic was going to, they, they were like, make sure you like, make sure you leave early. I was like, please, I live in New York. I was in traffic for three hours. Oh. I missed the show. In oh. Indianapolis. It was crazy because it, everybody just drives there and it's a small city. It's like, oh God. Uh, it's like, um, 800,000 people wow. in the city. It's not big. Were you doing, was this morning radio to promote a show? Yeah, it was the show that I was there for. So I was like going there to do. And then I was what like, well, okay. 
I got a, I just did, uh, it was on Zoom. It was for Fox News. For uh, I'm in Gilda's Laugh Fest. Oh, fun! And uh, it's, you know, I feel, I got to tell you, it's for the Clean Comedy Showcase. Yes. And something about it, there's just something in me that I feel some kind of embarrassment of like being part of this clean, like it's it's advertised. It's it's about that it's clean. Yeah, like that's that's. The Wait, is there a point. dirty version also? There's a dirty in the, show in the, too. How do yeah. they pick? Like, did you submit for both? Like, how? how no, I just what? got the offer. I oh, don't even okay. know. I don't even know. I don't know why anyone considers. Sometimes people go like, "Oh, you're clean." I'm like, I, it makes me. I'm like, I'm not clean. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the the clean one is for like people who don't like to laugh as much, <laughs> and. There's something about, I don't know, doing this morning radio, I always, I'm like, oh, I want to be funny. I want to, like, bring something of myself. I see some clips of, like, Sam Morrell had some pit where he, they asked him, like, how'd you get into comedy? Which is the horrible question. And he says something about, like, like the way Spider-Man was bit by a spider, his uncle molested him or something. Oh and I think, like, <laughs> oh, I wish I had that kind of chutzpah. Over Zoom, it feels... Impossible yeah. to really yes. do much. Yes, it's tricky on Zoom. It just feels, everything feels, like, choreographed. Like, I, oh, this is an organic moment. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the hosts for these shows, I mean, he, they're, they're just like, ha, 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 ha. They just, they're so, they're like uh, animatrons. Yeah. Just laughing at everything you're saying. You don't, you, you lose sense of what's real. Yeah. And it all feels kind of corny. Yeah, that's that's the thing about clean comedy. It does wh- when you just do comedy and you're not labeling it as clean comedy, then it's like, oh, this is just comedy. Yeah. But when yeah. you label it as clean comedy, then it's like, is Jesus here? You know, or is this? Yeah. Are we part of a cult? Is this a mega church? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's is so that true. It feels like religion is guiding the way, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like what these standards are. And so it's like clean comedy showcase. I'm like, this feels like it's Christian comedy in a way. Where I, I don't know. I looked at all the rules yesterday, and there were like three different documents with the rules. And Is all it the related to that dry say. bar? To the dry bar? No, it's not dry yeah. bar. It's it's for Laugh USA, the serious uh, XM okay. channel. Okay, yes. Okay. And like, so there's a word, uh, a list of like the words you can't say. I've seen that paper for serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then the, some of the words are hilarious, though. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up because it is it is very funny. Because some of the words you're like, oh, I, I forgot that was a word. And now, some of the words you're like, yes, I would never say that. And then some of the words are like goose hammer. You're like, oh, is that? It's like an obscure slur from like the 20s. Get away, yeah. you goose hammer. <laughs> And it's it's been so embarrassing. I've been going around doing some bits, like one where I say the word smartass, and now I, I do it on stage going smart Alec. I've been working on saying, oh, my gosh, instead of, oh, my God. Well, you uh, can say, oh, my God. I don't. It's not 100% clear. That's the other thing. It's never 100% clear. It's always like, you should be able to do it in front of seven-year-olds. It's like, well, seven-year-olds, I'll tell you what they laugh at. They laugh at poop and fart. And yeah. they're big about no scatological humor. Yeah. No, because I imagine Wait, there's maybe a, a lot of clean comics who like lean on poop farts stuff and like because yeah. they're like, what else have you left me yeah, with? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're yeah. very clear. Wait, what happens if you if you fuck up? Well, I'm nervous because like if I'm doing well, I I talk fast on stage, and if I'm like really wanting to like you know get a real roll going, mm-hmm. if I talk really fast, I get nervous that I let a fuck slip or or I do especially for the jokes where I change something within it. Yeah, that I'll just accidentally. So I tried, you know, the joke where it's uh, my, my mom gave you a couple hand jobs at Hebrew school. Yeah. I've been trying my mom made out with you at Hebrew school. And it works with this joke. Mm-hmm. But I'm so mm-hmm. scared. I'm going to be on stage talking, just job. doing well, popping and say hand job and go. Made Whoa. out with a couple hand jobs. Yeah. Made out Whoa, with a couple hand jobs. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> be funny if you said made out but did the hand job gesture. 
Um, um, no, you're not. You're not clean, but you've done clean stuff. I have some clean chunks, and I like to do clean jokes. I just like it's not that I like to do clean jokes. I just like jokes that have to do with like I guess they fall under the wit wordplay category or like analogies. But I do, especially now that I'm back doing shows in the city and doing late night shows. Like usually, what I'll do is if I'm doing an early show, I just keep it cleaner, um, just as like I guess from my own um, sense of propriety that I've arbitrarily. Um, Sure. Like drawn a line in the sand, and then like after ten, it's anything goes. Mm. That's nice. Yeah, I, I like just, that I just kind of like it. I feel like I'm a you know a lady. I'm a lady yeah. before ten. <laughs> All right, these are the words: ass, asshole, bastard, bitch. They made it alphabetical for everyone. Uh, <laughs> ass, asshole, bastard, bitch, blowjob, clitoris, cock, crap, excrement, cum, cunt, damn, dick, dickhead, dildo, douche, dumbass. Uh, the 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 D word for for lesbians. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, your favorite word, the F word. Okay, yeah, for, yeah. For gay people, yeah, yeah, fellatio, feck, yeah. F-E-C-K, feck, oh. fuck, goddamn, homo, hooker, jackass, jerk, masturbation, jizz, motherfucker, the N word, nuts, testicles, pecker, penis, pimp, piss, poop, prick, penis, penis twice. They say do not, do not fuck <laughs> with this. Prostitute, pubic, Pussy, queer, sex, shit, slut, smegma, spunk, tit, turd, twat, vagina, whore. I you, smegma was the one that stuck out to me because it's yeah. like if you're not gonna say nuts, you are, and you think you're gonna say smegma, yeah. you're out of your fucking mind. Smegma just you to can't be clear, say semen. No, but, but that's the thing. It's not on here. But then another document said, don't say hell. Don't even talk about religion. I heard you're not supposed to say Jew, even if it's like I'm a Jew. Yeah, because that's, well, that, that's not clean. Yeah. And yeah. Jews are unclean. That so I think that's unclean. why. That I think that's why. Weird. They have not been baptized. It's one of those things. It becomes it becomes racist also because, like, you're not you're not supposed to, like, talk about race. Yeah. And so it becomes just, like, you know, if, if you're a black person performing in Grand Rapids, Michigan for a white audience, you're not supposed to address the fact that you're a black. Like, it just becomes... It's bad. It's not good. Yeah. So the jokes are like, my husband is stupid. <laughs> yeah. I would die. I would kill to have a husband. I couldn't talk about it. I don't because I don't think you can even be gay. I think as we talked to Ashley Gavin, some cruise lines, oh, she was yeah. she was uh, you know. Oh well, well, certainly for. I think that was a thing in. Oh, it's a thing in Dollywood. I think my, one of my girlfriends worked in Dollywood, and you had to sign a thing that would say like no alcohol and. And like swearing that you're not gay. Oh my God, really? Yes, which is so crazy because the gays love Dollywood. People love Dolly Parton, right? Like, that's, oh, that's a very. Who doesn't? Wait, I no, mean, Dolly. Oh, Dollywood. Her theme that's park. That's her theme park. Wait, Dollywood says you can't say you're gay? That's what my friend told me. You heard it here, folks. The Wait. downside is breaking. She's like, she's like admired we'll, we'll, we'll by check the whole it. gay community. I we'll, know, we'll check it. I know. We'll check it. Yeah, we'll... you do need to check it because I, again, I heard this from a, a girl I was friends with who worked there. No, she worked at like, um, I, I don't know if she worked there or she had a friend who worked there, but it's it, this is fourth, fifth hand information plus I smoke pot. So <laughs> I'm not reliable. None of my facts are reliable. Just know that. Just know that. All right, well, we'll, we'll check it. But, um, but that would be scandal of the century. That would be scandalous. She, everyone loves her so much. It yeah. would be good to see her taking down a peg. But also, you can't drink. You had to be like, I'm sober. You like you can't drink at work, or you just in you life? have to you have to be like you cannot drink because I think you have to, to live there. You have to live there, oh, so it's right, like it's like right. a dry campus, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I hate it all. Um, 
So, okay, so Indianapolis. Yes. You went to college. Was it Indiana, Indianapolis? Yes, I went to Butler. Into to Butler. Mm-hmm. And you studied uh, theater. theater. Yes, we were both theater majors. So we had a chat about that, I remember. Not too long ago, I know. I was invited to my college's showcase today. <gasps> oh, my goodness. And I'm not going to go because it would be too sad. It would be too sad. I have too many feelings. Were you invited to go to watch the students' showcase? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, oh, not to perform. No, no, no. Oh, if it was to open it up, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Oh, oh, okay. No, no, no. I was invited to like go there. And then they would say to these students who have traveled to New York, they'd say, we had some big industry there. We had Jamarcus Arezzi from Comedy Central. Yeah. And I would would have to go up and say, I will never help you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how could you? you. Right now. They're at the the end of being stolen from. So like, it's too late for me to like, I don't want to make him feel bad. I want to let them have their day. Right. Have a nice day. It would be sad. Did you have a showcase for Butler? No, no. We didn't do anything like that. It was very, um, my school, first of all, it was a theater program, but it was like, it really leaned more towards um, the avant-garde. So uh. we weren't doing, we we were more like um, producing like original shows and that was like our big piece. So it was more like a program geared towards like making your own play. Okay. Than it was towards like we do a lot of movement the Broadway. Work, like a yes, lot of- a lot of movement. Mask. Yeah. Mask. Okay. Yes, Mask is absolutely. Fun. Did you do any Suzuki? Or uh, yeah, uh, we okay. did. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah, we did. Oh, you're, are you a theater major too? I, I got my MFA, but <gasps> I did it in in grad <gasps> yeah. school. I did. Um, we did Linklater. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ann Bogart. Yes, oh, yeah. Ann Bogart How came. It, she came to the school. Ann Bogart came. Yeah. yeah, it was very exciting. We had a city company person come, but it wasn't Ann Bogart. But mm, yeah, study. So cool. All right, describe Suzuki in in one <laughs> sentence for for a parent who's deciding if they're going to pay for their kids. Oh my <laughs> God. Um, in a way that makes them go like, okay, 60,000 a year. Yeah. It's you. Oh, a lot of e- stomping. <laughs> it's a lot of stomping is what I'll say. And, and, and chanting, chanting and stomping. Is Suzuki with the concept of sots where you go into sots the moment before the moment? Yeah, um, is that, it's or is that remember Ann the Bogart? marches like like uh, I can't even remember the synchronicity. And yeah, you're you're marching and you're yes and 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 you're like and you do, you do like Shakespeare when when I was doing it you would be in like uncomfortable positions slowly lowering slowly rising yes. and going tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty piece <laughs> like doing Shakespeare monologues but in these like really uncomfortable positions. Oh my god! Oh, wow. I'm getting like. It's like stressing out even thinking yes. about it again. I remember I remember laying on the floor for hours at yeah. a rehearsal and just and we were just and I my had back problems at the time and my hip was completely out of alignment and I couldn't really lay that way and I remember oh. being like something's hurting and they were like shh yeah go into it <laughs> go yeah into yeah it. feel into it feel, feel into, into it, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like yeah, yeah. oh my god and there's what? a person with a stick like hitting it there was you, a stick you go into like different yes. positions when they hit I the thought you were saying that if you moved out of the position the person with the stick would hit no, you no 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 <laughs> like you there'd be like different positions like th- that the stick would signify time to shift positions quickly yes you know and they'd be like oh! and they'd like hit it like on the, on the, on the ground it was so pretentious it delicious. was so you know yeah but you know it really it really um, kind of evolved a type of person that I hate because it rewarded people <laughs> who would instead of like grasping the concepts and grasping like what it was really about, it just rewarded the person who came up with like the most batshit obscure answer. Like I remember once we were doing like you know we were doing like our work or whatever we were working with this 
a ancient Italian play called Aminta. It's like an ancient text. And um, this uh, like most obscure student raised his hand and said, I feel I have a deep feeling that if Aminta were an animal, he would be a porpoise. And they were just like, bravo, bravo. And, you know, it's just like rewards yeah. people just pulling shit out of their ass and acting like they know it all. And it's like, oh, that's the worst type of person. That's one yeah. of the reasons I decided to just kind of like move away from that genre and make but fun it's, of it. It's, it's there with everything. There's so much. I think oh, about, yeah. I think about so much like scene study work where then they turn it to the class to like discuss Mm-hmm. And it, looking back, I'm like, they're just filling time. Filling time. Just filling time. Yeah. The so amount, much time. The amount of like, I'm like, uh, why am I spending 15 minutes of my class listening to the guy who just graduated high school with me and their thoughts on the other person's yeah. scene work? What is this for? I, yeah. I, hate, I hate that. Like, I hated it in school and I also hated it in like, I still like if you're doing a theater job and you're like, the, the, like, there's like a time where there's like stuff that's helpful at table work, but then there's a time where just dumb people are like, I think blah, blah, blah. And they're just like filling this weird thing. They're like, why don't we just get up on our feet and do some stuff? Yeah, and like, sure. there's this weird thing of like table work for people. I again, think that not there's a lot of dramaturgy stuff that I'm like, it's, table work is like you sit down, you go through the beats of the play, you figure, you know, what's your character's objective? What's their obstacle? What's their tactics? And I remember working on like new plays mm-hmm. and it'd be like, why do you think the character suddenly uh, slaps her mom? And you're like, because it's a bad play. And the playwright <laughs> yeah. just wrote that. And yeah. there's no yeah. logic here. And we're, we're like bending over backwards to like, to like say, why does this make sense? Well, you have but to approach it as if it, the though. play is right. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, sometimes the play fucking blows. Yeah. That's the moments where I'm like, yeah, go do Shakespeare. I, at least you know it's good. I remember I was in a conversation while I was doing the importance of being earnest once. And we were in one of these like, an hour and a half long conversation about like why Waiting why this talk. play is still relevant. <laughs> Hello, you know? And it was really opinion. funny. It was a student director who was doing it and he was like he was leading this whole thing and they're like why the importance of being earnest is so necessary in two thousand eight. Necessary. You know, yeah. whatever like yeah. whatever yeah. it was. And, the importance and, of like, being and it was so funny because then one of the professors who was like the dialect coach, like helping out with the show, was like he was like, I think it's just funny. And like that's probably why we're still doing it. Like it was like that's enough of the conversation. Like yeah. it's like this whole thing of like for every play. I don't know. It's very. It's I, I got turned off from the world too because I was like. Yeah. It's it's rough. it's a, there is like a built-in fuel for narcissism there where it's like yes. everyone's going around saying their opinion and it's like the person that wants to talk is like the person that's talking and I just I always hated that because it's like I'm not the type of person to be like and I I'm gonna butt in I, I have something. Ugh, kill me. Yeah. At least with comedy, you're by yourself. You don't have to deal with those other people, you know? Right? Sure, sure. It is, it, you, that is the thing. You're like, <laughs> running to a spot, bye. Yeah, we don't have to agree on, on warm-ups before the show. Yeah. That's when I did I did one play. I didn't do too many plays in New York, but, but there was one where, like, they always want us to do, like, warm-ups before the show and crazy eights, and I was just at an age where I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. I, this is not how I get ready. Crazy yeah. I pace God. in the back and I, I box an illusionary figure, which is my yeah. dad. Well, that's a, there's a magical thing about theater, which is the huge amount of group effort that it takes to pull off a play and everyone doing their little parts and stuff. But, but it's also like, it's just... When Daniel Day-Lewis quit uh, theater, he also talked about, he described very acutely 
the feeling of desperation he felt on like the first night, the first rehearsal where everyone gets together for the reading and uh, the tech people are there and the costume person is there and there's snacks. And he like described very like acutely, like the feeling of like, you guys are sustaining this thing that doesn't need to be. And that feeling of like, we're doing, this is important here. Here's yeah. the pretzels. We were able to afford pretzels this time. Yeah. 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 But talk to me about, cause we both left this world to a certain degree. I mean, when you, when you, so you moved to New York after graduating. So I moved to New York. I was, I was doing an internship at the ontological hysteric theater, which is an experimental theater that used to be you in St. Mark's You didn't Saint have Mark's to say Church. it was an experimental theater. <laughs> <laughs> we knew the second you said it. Oh, it was the blubbity, blah, blubbity, <laughs> smarter than you commune. So I was working there and I was doing, and I was doing my own experimental shows with a small group of college friends and we were performing and we were doing stuff and we were doing stuff that was like a bit more humorous. And I was auditioning, at, and I w- I actually really wanted to just do straight theater. I really I realized I was like I don't the experimental world. I was kind of going into it in college. I was doing weird stuff, and then I realized like I really just love acting. I just love acting, and I maybe should have gone to more of an acting school. Sure, but. I didn't. So I was like moving away from the experimental theater. I was going to auditions. I had like a couple off Broadway callbacks where I got close. Mm. And after the second one, I was I was in like the last the round of the last three. I didn't make it. I was fucking devastated. Then I got cast quote unquote and I'm using that phrase liberally in something I found on backstage. It was a one woman show. Where I was invited by a man named Jet um, to perform his play that he wrote about the government's rape of America. It was very salacious. Um, there Did was you a audition lot of for this. I sent in a self tape, I believe. Reading part of the script. Reading part of the script. Yeah. What was the name of the show? Um, I th- uh, oh my god, I think it was something like oh, making love with a pliable penis. That was the working title. That was the working title that we started with. So, yeah, so I was rehearsing. He paid for me to rehearse at an experimental workshop that was, like, over on the west side somewhere. So I was rehearsing with these other people that were nuts. Were they? But it was a one-person show, so what were they? They were doing their one-person shows. You were all just shows. standing in a room, like, like rehearsing one-people we shows? We were kind of going one at a time and giving feedback. Oh, okay. Because he, he lived far away. So he wasn't able to. He just wanted, he kind of just wanted me to, like, work on it and then... At, then we were like going to check in. So after I had like worked on it, he How was, was the script funny. It weird. was, it was very dense prose and I didn't fully understand how graphically sexual it was. Cause I just like read like a little bit, you know? And then after I was like working on it for like a few months, I was like, this is really graphically sexual because it was just so dense. Were you talking to the audience? Were you addressing America? I was playing a Native American woman who was... A- <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So that's wow. the first thing. But I wasn't... And he actually did request that I get a spray tan, which I refused. Oh. I refused. What year was this? 2008 uh, or nine. Wow. You are a trailblazer. Yeah. Wow. 2008. Wow. I just, no way I SNL known. wouldn't have. Th- they would have made you good. Like that is. Well, I credit my drama teacher in high school, Cindy Reed, because she told us she I went to like a pretty um, integrated high school, which uh, for Indiana is I'm very lucky. Yeah. She sat everyone down and was like. If you are serious about being an actor, you will never do blackface. It's considered disrespectful, and no serious actor would ever do it. 
So thank you. Thank you, Miss Reed. Yeah. It's very funny yeah. that that's, I, I don't think at my school they thought they had to say that one. Don't do blackface. <laughs> well, but uh, you're but like, in Indiana. There's no, a, it's good. In Indiana, there's, yeah. It's a crazy thing you where to. you see the 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 dates of of stuff still popping up where you're like, oh, that was 2014. Well, in high like, school, I did Arabian Nights. Yeah, where I I definitely definitely put on some some bronzer stuff. Uh, then we did Pacific Overtures, where you're supposed to be there's, Asian. No one's asking you to to, to then, say all these. <laughs> And then I, I, I did like I did a high school fundraiser, and I I told them I wanted to make a joke. I was like, I wanted to say, thank God we didn't do raisin in the sun, and and the teacher, the drama teacher, said, please don't tell that joke. Yeah, she yeah. was terrified. It was just that moment where she was like, please, please, I'm yeah. so scared yeah. right now. But good for you. Thank you. Well, not to say that we didn't have. You some... still played a Native American, to be I, fair. Uh, yes, I did. I, <laughs> but it was it was a figurative embodiment yeah. of the country of America. Mm-hmm. So that's that's like why it was like. I, I'm not sure. It was like vague. There was a vagueness to it. But anyway, yeah, it was very graphically sexual. Long story short, Jet invited me to go stay with him in Honolulu, where he had decided to produce the show at the, I believe it's the Honolulu Players or something. It's like whatever their Waikiki theater is. So I went and I remember like telling my mom, I was like, is that weird? You know, my mom's like just running around busy. That's her whole life. She's just like, (laughs) she is just off, you know, like running always. And she was like, I don't know, just go. It's fine. You know, just go. And then I told her I was going like five days before. And she was like, oh my God, what? You're going to fly? You don't know this person? Like, what are you doing? Your mom said this. Yes, she, she did, did a 180. 180. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, but I thought, and then, you know, I told my roommate, I was like, do you think it's unsafe? And she was like, well, I didn't want to say anything, but I do think you could be raped. And yeah, and this was, and I was getting on the flight in like 10 How hours. How old was this guy? He was old. He was, he was older. Old. But I wasn't staying with him. I was staying in the hotel. Uh-huh. So, How much money? Is this good money? Oh, no. I mean, I was 23 at the time. So uh-huh. I got about yeah. two grand. So, you know, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for 23 and I wasn't doing anything else, not bad. I, I do remember looking back this one play I did with like a six week run and I think it paid fifteen hundred dollars and I remember at the time being like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. I had made more money, I think, doing like children's theater in Indianapolis mm-hmm. that I was mm-hmm. like, um, kind of like holding this up towards, but I was like, eh, I hadn't booked I was booking nothing else. Yeah. Student films that were like uh like awful I was getting like totally rejected from. So anyway, I went out, I did the show. Uh, it was weird. Jet was fine. He and his Scandinavian girlfriend were very kind to me. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, and then he wanted to continue to rehearse it. Did people see it? Like how many people came to these shows? It was small. It was a small, it was a one-nighter, first of all. It was one performance. And and then we did a taping. So he wanted to tape it. And then his plan was he wanted to use the tapes to, like, send it around for colleges. He wanted, I guess he wanted. That was the plan with my play, too. It's like the college circuit. The college yeah. circuit. The thriving, which I, touring play, college circuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I've never heard of since or before. <clears throat> So, but he wanted me to keep working on it at open mics. Can you imagine? Oh. And so I was like, no. And then in Do a- Do you have this tape? I, um, I, I don't, I think I did have it at some point and I never watched it because I just remember the sound guy was like touching me. You know how sound guys touch you? 
Yeah. But they're always like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to need to like pinch your nipple or whatever. They like excuse themselves. He was like touching me too much and it made me really uncomfortable. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, no. What a nightmare. I know. I was 23. I felt like I don't, is this. What do you say? It's in that moment, it's, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. He was also like saying, he was like commenting on the performance and I just, I just That's felt, even worse. He was giving yeah. notes. Yeah. The touching was oh, one thing. Well he was, well, he was blown away. He was blown away by my work, but he was like touching and you know, like the touch waist touching and yeah. I just felt oh. so oh. uncomfortable oh. so oh, that no. was one reason why I just kind of left and I was like I'm done with this I don't want to do this anymore yeah. Jet Jet wanted to continue working together and, and God bless him he was a very sweet guy but I was just like why am I doing this play about like sucking cock and war like this isn't this is not the direction that I want to go and this is so far away from where I want to be in my yeah. life and then I was just pushed by desperation to try open mics to you know to do stand up yeah so. and and the rest is history. The rest is history. Um, Twelve years later. Did Jed ever stay in touch? Jed ever write say, hey, I saw you on Colbert. He did not even acknowledge when I said I didn't want to work on the <gasps> show anymore. He didn't write oh, back. Jed. He said you're dead to me. Yeah, well, you know what? I think I concocted some kind of bizarre tale <laughs> of why I wasn't able to work on the show anymore. Yes, so I think that was yeah. probably part of it. Um, like a clear lie looking a back. Clear, I think I had said that I was, I had been cast in an equity performance and I would no longer be able to work on it. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. But that I also wasn't able to say it's what always, the show is. It's always, yeah. You're like, sorry, I, I'm really into capitalism now. I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always risky because then they go, we'll make it equity. Don't worry. Yeah, I, right, right. yeah. I once, ooh, vague, vague, vague. I once got out of something because someone, uh, someone on my old team said, "Oh, he booked, uh, he booked a, a TV show with an NDA. We can't talk about it." Ah, oh, that's smart. Yeah, it's smart. I felt that's probably the smartest thing to say with, because with then guilt. it gets canceled, and then sure, nobody my knows. Scene got cut. I mean, all, there's cut. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, better than when the time. Which I've brought up, I think, of where I told them my my grandma. I booked something else. I said my grandma, who had already died, had died in the funeral. Was the day of the show, mm -hmm. and then the booking I got fell through. <laughs> and I oh went back and God. I said they moved the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God! One time I was having a hard time quitting my first job in New York City, and. I tried quitting so many times and like they kept tricking me into not quitting. And so then I just lied. I said I booked a, a job, an acting job, and I was had to go to Texas. <laughs> and I like I was the only way for me to like quit somehow because I was like I kept they're like, do you have another job? I'm like, no, but like I couldn't quit this job. And it was really an awful job and I needed to quit. Yeah. Um, but I had to make up a lie. I okay. love I love Texas. It's Walker, Texas Rangers, the yeah. sequel. It's something <laughs> they must shoot it on location. And there's a lot of filming being done there now because yeah. of the taxes. But it was, and everyone knows that. It was funny because then it would continue like it would be like this the my boss there like kept in touch with me for a while. Like because yeah. we were friendly. But he'd be like, How's the show going? And I just lied for like like a year and a half while I still communicated with him about like that's a long you know what I mean and then I saw him in New York like later on ran into him in the street and then you know it was fine like enough time had passed he didn't just anymore no what was the synopsis of that show yeah yeah it is it is uh yeah I forgot I was gonna say another lie I've told a lot of lies I guess yeah yeah well it's so awkward because you know it's like you don't especially with a creative world it's like you don't want to be like I'm rejecting you personally because yeah. I can't stand this play and I think it's bad and yeah. I think I could do better but you know it's like it's just easier to be like I have a kidney transplant that yeah. I need to 
go to. Jury yeah, well, duty is when I lied. Oh, jury duty. Yeah. And looking back, I wish I would have done it. I mean, jury duty, I'd have material. I would love to go do jury duty for the material. Yeah. But and the civic duty. But <laughs> it was it was the it was like the Monday before Thanksgiving. So everyone was saying they couldn't. They had a conflict. Mm. It was really easy. It was a lot easier. I was stressed. Yeah. I don't know why I thought like, you know, I think I was on hold maybe for one line for Blue Bloods or something. And I did, didn't get it or whatever. But I just said, oh, I have a I have a Broadway audition this week and I'm, I want to be an actor. And they said, good luck, kid. We believe in you. Oh, wow. You don't have to do it. That's good. Aww. But it was amazing. Nice. But it was Thanksgiving. So every single case. People were just like. Murder. They'd be like, I yeah. can't do it. I'm seeing my dying mother. Like everyone was getting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. they just let all those murderers go <laughs> that day. Yeah. Uh, you said, know, I, I did jury duty, but I was just, I just stayed in the back. I just, I said, you know what? I'm staying in the back. And then they just dismissed everyone. Finally, I said, oh, thank God. Because I was too nervous to be to be like, I am. Um, so, something came up, you know, to yeah. just lie in the face of government. If you just named that play, you said I can't because this Making play is- love with a pliable penis needs me. I'm the only actor pliable. of color in it. <laughs> what does pliable mean again? It's you, like bendy. You, bendy. Kind of like soft, I guess. But I think I think we changed the title. We did change the title at my suggestion later to "Stop the Men." I remember. <laughs> oh, I just that just wow. came to me. Yeah, stop the men. Yep. Good. That's a, that's a better message. Than, I wanted uh, to get on Laugh USA. <laughs> 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 um. So I I I wanted to talk because I I loved I was I saw you you were at the cellar and you were talking about dating someone who had a kid. Oh, yes, yes. Now, this was years ago. This was a guy I dated who, um, you know, in my early 20s, I was always like, I wanted to date these older guys because I just thought like, you know, guys in their 20s, everyone's like, oh, I guess my bathroom door doesn't shut. You know, my roommates will hold it for you. You're like, ew, what? Like, you know, the guys in their 20s are like disgusting. So I was like, I'm dating older guys and that's what I'm going to do. So I met this guy. His name was Paul and he was a lawyer. And then on our like 34th date, he told me, he had a daughter. Third, okay, because that seems like a first, first date. date. Yeah, yeah. He, Where did you meet him originally? I met him at my old bar I used to go to when I after I would work at St. Mark's, um, the 12th Street Ale House. What do you think the rules are? Because if it's just if you're hooking up for the night, do, do you think there does need to be a disclosure of a child? What what makes the disclosure of the child necessary? What do you think the rule is? Well, the way he told me was I was playing a game, which I thought I was- <laughs> Do you have kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing a little bit of a game. I thought it was so clever, you know, back in the day. I remember just, I would just go on these dates and I would just, I can't really drink that much. I'd be like thinking I could drink people under the table. I'm just getting blackout drunk and becoming a huge problem. But we were taking a shot and then we were saying a secret about ourselves. So we would take a shot and yell out a oh secret. Oh God! Yes, I was. You know, um, at that time, not this is too like far a date away out from how, like a rom-com. Wait, like how it many? Seem like how real. many secrets did he reveal before the kid? This was not the first secret. Okay, but it was. But this was one of his secrets. I think mine was like, I was in a play. <laughs> I played Anne Frank. My secrets were all I very Anne Frank. deeply narcissistic. <laughs> Narcissist secrets. Your secrets are just like you, just your your resume one by yeah. one by one. <laughs> Hoping someone in the bar is in the industry. I'm EMC. I played a Native American. <laughs> yes, this was right around that time, actually. This yeah. was and he's older, so his secrets are heavy. He's like, I, yes. I've paid for nine abortions. Yeah, oh my yes. God. I think, I can't even remember. You know, it's so funny. Like, he must have only been like 34 
or 35. But you were what? I was like 22. So if it, it so that's feels like yeah. that's like that's an a old huge yeah. that's a, and a gap, a big oasis. Anyway, so he had he would go his daughter lived in Florida, so I actually never met her, but he would go visit. He would go visit her and um and then we ended up just like kind of fizzling out. So it wasn't like a whole thing where it was like I was almost a stepmom. When he revealed it, was it was it how did you feel in that moment? I felt like, "Oh my god, you did have a secret. I knew it." <laughs> You really took it well. Wow. I, you know, I was like fine with it because I thought, I thought like, you know, who cares about dating a guy with kids? Like he was a lawyer. He had a great like penthouse apartment that yeah. he would take me back to. And I was like, oh, like fun. I was teaching preschool at the time. So I was like, I'm great with kids. Like that's yeah. just like another like special thing that I can do. Like I can work with this. I was like teaching ballet. I'm like, I'll teach her ballet. Yeah. But meanwhile, it's like, no, he just wants to fuck you. He's not interested in a relationship also bonus the kid didn't live like here do you know what i mean like 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 there wasn't like a oh you know i'm gonna have to see the kid right away kind of it's like kind of like a in your head you never met the kid i never met her i never met her paul and i we really did not last that long because i was just too emotionally immature at the time to be in any kind of relationship i remember i was trying to like i read something that said like um you know, you should ask a guy for help with stuff because that's a good way to... What is so, this, Cosmo? Yeah, I th- something. Something I said, ask him for help with stuff and then, you know, that is a way to, like, endear him to you. So I was like, you need to do my taxes. <laughs> Ooh, this, this vixen. Oh, uh, yeah, sexy. <laughs> Bring over those papers, baby. We'll get to work. So Yes, he was like, what? Yeah. No. Let me put out some music before I open up Excel. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, uh, so I just didn't know. I, I had no, I had had one boyfriend in college and, I, you know, just a few like little one night stands here and there. But I just, I thought like there was a thing where it was like, you're supposed to be bitchy. And then like, that's part of it. But I was also like deeply weird. So it was like trying to hide that, you know, dating, like not let people know like how much sci-fi I was reading, you know, and be like, I love magazines. <laughs> so that was like my early 20s, you know, just me as a person, just deeply confused about how I'm supposed to be like presenting myself to the world (laughs) Mm -hmm. but but yeah so we broke up we broke up now you're dating well yes well i have a boyfriend i have a boyfriend you know yeah yeah. just sometimes you make sure sometimes you go in and you're like oh you haven't heard oh oh i know so that's me like testing the water i'm like yes still how long you guys been together we have been together about three and a half years so yeah you know mike vecchion fantastic comedian oh yeah yeah um, and do you guys, do you guys work together on the road? Do you do we, gigs together? We love to do that, but we, since the pandemic, we haven't really, we just haven't had the opportunity. I mean, we were in Aruba together, so we do like the resort down there. I want to do the show. Uh, uh, Ray Allen. Ray. Has this, uh, Ray, it's what, what is the club Aruba called? Aruba Ray's Comedy Club. So Aruba if you're going Ray's to Aruba, you oh have my to God, go to wait, it. I know someone who knows, uh, him, I think. Oh Yeah. Uh, my old neighbor Barbara, who comes to all of our shows. Oh yeah, she's friends with him. I oh, think. that's so cool. I think I might D- be making BJ, something up. BJ but the she DJ. used to. She, did he do stuff a lot of stuff online during the pandemic? Yes, Le- yes, yes. So, so oh, yeah, good. yeah. So I'll. Well, you know, he's no. We we know each other. He's reached out to do it, but like always with three days notice. Oh and I'm yeah, like, yeah. Right, I can't go to. I can't just go to Aruba oh, for a gosh. week. And then some people got stuck there. They got COVID there. Yeah, I heard or they about ended that. Up being yeah. In, Aruba for a long time, which I don't know. I think for a regular person, that'd be cool. For me, I'd be like, I'd be, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Aruba. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think if you had COVID when you were there, you weren't. You just kind of had to stay in an Airbnb that you weren't really by like the beach or anything. So it was like, well, the vacation's over now. You're just in like a strange home. Yeah. Is it hard? Uh, dating someone who goes on the road and you're going on the road? I mean, there must be... It is. You know, it is... I'm about to go on the road for a, a while and Are a bunch you? of weekends. about to do two and a half weeks and then weekends like in a row after that. Yeah. And you know, it's... And I'm, I'm in a relationship and yeah. it's... Uh, it's a daunting. It's daunting. You know, it's not fun. I actually do love alone time. I've never lived with a boyfriend before. I've been very independent for the entire... My adult life. So this is... And we've only lived together about... Uh, it's been about a year. Um, so uh, originally, initially when we were dating, I was like, oh, this is great. Now I have m- my me time and, you know, we would go on the road together sometimes. And and it is hard and it's not fun, but I do kind of love like a little extra space every now and then. I love that, but I love it when we're both in town. And it's like we have our the Sunday place we go to and doing lo- those little fun couple things that you that you get to do. But yeah, it's it's we do enjoy working together. We just did a short film together, actually, That's which fun. was very fun. Yeah. When you're away, phone, one phone call a day. Not not. Oh no, no. <laughs> Really, <laughs> you'll go time. You'll take time. <laughs> oh no, I'm a multiple. Oh, you're I, a multiple. Oh yeah. Okay. Please, I call. I'm a call morning and night at the very least, and then if I have a thought, you know, I have a call. <laughs> which is actually at our beginning of the beginning of our relationship, I was like, I don't, I won't be texted. You know, you don't text me. I don't want to go back and forth all day. I don't do that. But, you, you laid you that know. out up front. You said, just so you know, don't take this personally. This I had to. I had to because I had a bad experience. I've had like multiple bad experiences where, you know, like you have a great date and then the guy just texts you. Have you experienced this? It's I think it's a thing where it's just dudes. There, it's a certain type of dude. I don't know if it's like a love bombing thing, but it's like it is uh, nothing gives me anxiety more than like you go on a great date and then it's like morning beautiful like uh, i'm sorry what i never did never did that are we supposed to am i am i supposed to check in with you i'm busy yeah my god yeah you text now you text with him now like like funny things and oh no 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 i'm i mean we just chat on the road we barely we honestly barely he's a very laconic texter mike's texts are like running to store that's that's it. Wow. Yeah. No co- he, no comedy through the text. He doesn't do it. Oh, that's interesting. He does yeah, not do it. A little bit here and there. If we're like kind of going back and forth, he'll get like a little joke in there. But yeah, he's just not a big texting guy. No. Um, and then uh, before we move on to the last segment, I do preschool. How long were you teaching preschool? Oh, so long. I was there. I So I was working at, it's an enrichment center I was working at. I was working there at the desk for about two years. And then I was, and I was teaching like dance classes. And then I moved into the preschool Were you doing department. like Suzuki dance where you're hitting the floor? <laughs> I was actually, this is pretty hysterical, but I was teaching a hip hop dance class for wow. after school, which is like, I mean, you don't really have to have any experience to be like teaching like right. the nene to like five-year-olds, you know, you just teach it. But, um, yeah. Can you so do hip hop? I, I haven't taken no. a long time. I used to take hip hop oh, classes. No. I, I, I was taking dance classes for a while when I first moved here. Cause I what just, kind of dance? Uh, it was like just mostly jazz. It Broadway? was jazz. Um, yeah, a little, nothing like too crazy. It was like open level jazz and then like open level. I would do like open level hip hop, but like nothing sure, crazy. Sure. And I was never, I was always in the back. I would always go to the back, but you know, I'm not very confident with dancing. I just love like working out to music. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. But those Broadway, I, you know, in, when I was in Washington DC, I was an intermediate hip hop. Oh my God. And good then you come to, but then you come to New York where there's, where the levels oh. are real. 
Yes. Yeah. And it's it's out of this world. They yeah. show you, you know, eight counts and then they move on to the next eight. And you're like, wait, aren't we going to run this eight for 40 minutes? Yeah. No. And they're like, it's no. Do you still go? No, it's been a long time. Yeah. You know, my frustration is I like to get like a workout in a day. And some of these dance classes, they're not enough of a workout. I, they're not because you're like spending so much time like watching and then you're pr- you're doing yeah. like the marking it's and like the worse you get the less of a workout it is because the more of the run throughs you're spending like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's too much it's like i'd just rather go to like a like a aerobics actually mm. just an aerobics class or really like a bar class where you're just getting like those before the pandemic i was going to bar all the time and it was amazing bar could be fun Tova did Ugh. this. She does. It's called 305 Fitness. It's like dancey Zumba. I've heard of that. I've yeah. heard of it. Is it fun? Yeah. It's not, not to be sexist. It's not made for men. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's more of and like listen, a. I go, I go to classes that are only women and me all the time, but this one was like just all the way yeah. towards, okay, this feels a little. Uh, and she accidentally went to one though. You, you just do like the same move you know, for a couple counts or a whole song. And she accidentally went to a positive affirmations one. Oh my God. Where so for the whole, for each move would have a affirmation. You're supposed to say it the whole time. Oh, so it'd Jesus, be like, you are strong, you are great, way. you are strong, you are great, you oh. are strong. And yes. she she said she she got through that first one. She said she'd never stay again. But I thought it would be fun. Douglas said, our friend Douglas said he would like to do it. I think we should do it. Like a full affirmations Zumba class and see how we, if we can... I'll do it. it. Oh, I would love it. Do it. it. Well, I'll do it. Oh, I would I do it unironically. I think well, where I'm like, this is actually really helping. I see the light again. That's the thing with acting. Uh, you know, even comedians, those of us who have this form of acting, like we know what it is if to really buy into. Yeah. Yeah. And the 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 goodness that can be if you really allow yourself to like oh, go there. Yes. But it's been so long since I have. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, yeah. especially like I haven't had a big hard acting thing in a while. But sometimes I'm yeah. like, I don't know if I could like take it seriously anymore yeah yeah I'm, it's like that thing where you're like staring into the person's eyes you know and yeah. you're doing like yeah you're doing those like weird movements and it's like you do kind of have to the walking walking around through the space like yeah. and i could do it but if like another comedian friend walked to the room it'd be like <laughs> you'd be like this i'm just walking around oh, 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 um, well, let's go on to our next segment. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. Oh, well, I have prepared. I've prepared for this. Thank God. What's your this has got to stop? Because I'm not sure if I'm doing this right, but I will tell you this. As you know, I'm a comedian and I'm going around town at night. And it is it is not technically spring right now. But as I, as I go around town, especially on my nights home, walking from, you know, the village and I'm going home, I always notice what people are wearing and what's going on with fashion. And it's just kind of like my little, you know, I'm like, I feel like I'm out, even though I've been in like a dark room and I'm going directly to bed. But um, one thing I notice, and it's happening more and more, I think it's a lot of these kids who have been inside the past couple of years. They're going out. I I saw multiple times this weekend, and I know we kind of had a cold snap, but even in 40 degree weather, like full tank top, full mini skirt, no coat, just out a full group of girls and i saw like i see these guys doing it too no t-shirt you have to wear a coat you have to wear a fucking coat you have to wear you have to at least wear a leather jacket if i mean even that would be ludicrous in in 30 degrees so that's my rant is it possible it's warmer earlier or you think they just said 
This was this past Saturday when it was snowing the full day. That is very cold. It was snowing See, the I, full day. I have, the, I have, I agree. Uh, but I also have the opposite thing of like in temperature wise of like I uh, this is guys off that I would have in that case is in like February. Sometimes in February you'll have like a random day that's like 65, 70 degrees. And I always get annoyed that people that that wear an insane coat because they're just like it's February. It's cold. Like they didn't they don't they're (laughs) not checking in with the earth. And so they just but they're like wearing a a snow jacket and it's like 70 degrees. Yeah. And, And that's that's also bothers me. Check the Check the fucking earth. weather. Put your hand out of the window. It's yeah. right there. It's right there. But you know, the thing is, and I notice this every year, it's like the first warm couple of days, you always see the hose and I'm pro ho. If the hose go out and they have like, you know, they're wearing like booty shorts and a tank top and you know, like a spaghetti strap. And it's like, the, the, those girls are fine. I'm not downing those girls. Get your summer clothes out uh, on March 1st. Fine. If it's a warm snap, fine. But I think it's these like young people, these Gen Z people that haven't been, they're going out for the first time and they just are watching Euphoria, which is set in California. Mm, And they think that it's normal (laughs) to just wear a tube top and uh, fucking nothing else. It's just infuriating. Do they look cold or are they fighting it? Do you see them? They're screaming. They're like, ah, it's so cold. It's like, you're. Your body is telling you a message, dumbass. Oh, I just it just makes me so mad. It's making me more mad than black leather pants, which I see everybody's wearing now those too. It's like at least your legs are covered. <laughs> yeah. This guy stopped Euphoria. Euphoria, sure. You watched it all. I did. I just finished See, it. I stopped day. at episode two of season two. Yeah. So I said, did I. I said I said I, I said I'm being manipulated and you I don't really I don't are. Like you it. really are. It's, it, it, it's you know not the, good. It was episode two for you? I was yeah. I was watching it, and first it had been a very long time from that first season. So yeah, like, there was a yes. lot of like I've lost investment, but it was like I think it was it was they kept doing these montages of like why everyone's life was terrible. Yeah, right. And when right. they got to that woman who used to do the dominatrix stuff, mm-hmm. and then like had a boyfriend who was like really nice. Yeah, and then she had a fantasy about some bigger guy killing her boyfriend and fucking her, and she started crying about it. And I was just like, well, that's okay. Okay. Okay, you you wanted it's, you wanted yeah. a forty year old The Rock to fuck you like that, that. I don't have sympathy for that. Sure, deal with that. But you're crying about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just so. Yeah, I'll tell you where it lost me was this last two episodes of the first season when it just started getting like very bizarre with the plot line and Zendaya was like, now she's doing a detective thing. It's like, well, what's what the fuck is the show? Is this I supposed really to be like is. a realistic portrayal of like teenagehood in the modern era? Because that's interesting. But now we're now we're just experimenting. Like, yeah. is this a music video? I wasn't sure if it was like because they were on drugs or what. But I was like, this is horseshit, and it's an hour of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's not good. Um, I think the theater thing. There's some big I think theater I'm play done that made me with it. I think you're done. I well, the thing is, like, I'm like, I don't care about anyone. Like. Any of those people could die on that show, like be killed off, not in real life. I'm just saying any of the characters could, and I'd be like, I don't really, I feel, cause you, you, you do feel like you're getting jerked around so much that you're like, I don't, I don't know what to buy into and what to care about. So I don't care about anyone. Like, yeah. I'm just like, and they drop things like that whole plot line with the, the cam girl thing is not even, doesn't ever come back. Yeah. Right. Doesn't ever come okay. back in the yeah. second season. So you're like, what was the point of it? Where were we yeah. going with it? Yeah. They, just forget, they just forget that like you, you need to earn 
you need to earn sincerity. Yeah. You need to earn there's, me there's caring can about can be great performances, something. but you're like, I just don't. It just feels like a manipulation and like an artsy like manipulation. Yeah, like, it's, it's like, like drugs, look how beautiful fighting, this is. Sex, yeah, and, it, and, um, it, and gender edgy, identity. And it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it pays off at it's all. Like, yeah, so. have some have some drama. Yeah, there's no there's nothing there. And yeah. then when you think about just the further fact that they're all supposed to be in high school, it's like, well, this is strange. Yeah, because this is a this is like a show that's. Fueled by just sex and sexiness, and then they're yeah, like, they're in and high violence school. and yeah, and, and, yeah, yeah, and, and no one's that nice. It's just I don't know. <laughs> <It's fun>. Yeah, <laughs> my our friend Chris he had an idea of just like a, a normal parent on Euphoria, and the kid like says something. He's like, "What the fuck did you just say to me? I'm your fucking dad. Go to your room right now." Yeah, yeah. Go to your room yes. right now. I wanted to do one where the the mom comes in the kitchen and goes like, "Why is there glitter?" Everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, that's great. Because <laughs> I had lunch with my friend yesterday. It was a Tuesday. You know, oh, that's glitter. really, really funny. Yeah. On a Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, wait, what? Well, I was just going to say it misses out on like, you know, like those magical high school shows like Freaks and Geeks and Dario that really, you know, like Dario is a show that's like so iconic, but it's because it really like nails that feeling of like being an outcast and it's so relatable. Yeah. So. The, 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 the thing that people don't, I feel like, Sometimes during TV shows, you're like, we don't need these outlandish things. There's like enough, like like small things that are very relatable for a yes, lot of people are yes. way more if they ring true or way more traumatic or way more like impacting than like so and so is fucking a drug dealer and they're and gonna like you know yeah, yeah you're like yeah. I don't like that's so it's not in my life you know I don't know but uh, I don't know it does freaks and geeks I've never seen freaks and geeks does it hold up you think I you know I haven't watched it in ages I haven't yeah, watched, I haven't it, watched in it in ages like 10 but I years. remember I remember watching it and being like wow it's really like down to earth it's down yeah. to earth and it's down to earth with like you know in the time that it was made which I guess was like the 90s like when you I went to high school in 2000 so it's like you know I the identity then was like which little click are you going into you know and that was the thing I remember finding really relatable about it um well you've always been a big fan of James Franco's acting yeah, studio definitely good, good and the good, sex good. class in particular that he taught John Mark um, likes to try and get me in trouble. <laughs> Let's go to our final segment. You better count your blessings. You better count your blessing. We uh, end with something nice, something we're appreciative for. Russell, do you have, do you have one? I have a quick one. It's uh, John Mark, I'm, uh, I couldn't do this podcast last week or the show, and... I'm, 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 I'm my blessing. I'm thank you for, uh, uh s- stepping in, doing the sketch that I wrote, still got to be in the show Russell and wrote a, it's such a good John sketch. Marco did it I and, it, and it. I saw the footage and it was so funny and so good. And, uh, I was glad I was so, I really wanted it to be in the show and then I was bummed I couldn't do it. So I'm glad that it was done and you did. It's a, it's about, it uh, people, it's a church gathering people. What are they going to give up for Lent? And this guy goes, I'm going to, I think I'm going to give up supporting the troops. And the whole thing is he loves supporting the troops so much. And this <laughs> is a real sacrifice to. for him. Oh, and painful. and uh, uh, it was, it's a, it's a fantastic sketch. And I was honored to do it. I was yeah. filling in. Yeah, It, it was a Russell it. character. And yeah. I tried to you yell. Killed it. it was great. Yell, so. be sincere. Um, uh, my blessing. Well, I should kind of some news is that uh, 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 Fawn Sullivan, who, who was one of the producers on this, has, uh, she's, she's, got too busy for the downside and she she's she's working with uh ronnie chang on his many increasingly large ventures 
But uh, Paige Asachika, who was always a producer on the podcast and also manages my social media, is uh, our full full producer now for this podcast. Paige uh, is so fantastic. Yeah. And I still... And thank you, Fawn. And thank you, Fawn. Fawn, you did a fantastic... Yeah. Fawn taught, taught, taught me a lot. And uh, Fawn, she's doing great. And uh, I'm excited uh, just to have uh, Paige kind of oversee all the stuff. And I still owe her a Christmas gift. I'm so close to the thing I wanted to get, mm. which uh, uh, it's almost released. And I'm going to get it. So, okay. Paige, I didn't forget. And by next Christmas, I will count it as both gifts. Um, do you have a blessing? Um, uh, Trader Joe's. Really? I love it. I love it. Do I you ever get tired day. of it? Yes, I, I, I don't do. count her blessings a lot, but I have a Trader Joe's right here. Yeah. And I used to go all the time. And then something about it. First of all, I feel when I go to a regular grocery store, I'm overwhelmed. They have so much more stuff there. Mm. But Trader Joe's is there. I always go there still because they have the staples that I need. Mm. But I go to other grocery stores, too. But I, I love Trader. I love a TJ's because they have stuff there that you get addicted to it. The microwavable rice. You can't get that. That is true. You can't get that the chocolate the chocolate that they have there. I love chocolate. it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they have no uh, green vegetables really to speak of, but <laughs> I'm not getting those. Yeah. Sometimes the longest conversations of my day are with those Trader Joe's cashiers. They must do some kind of brainwashing to them to make them compliment really your do, backpack. Yeah, they really do talk. They are se- they are sexy. They're almost sexy <laughs> to you. I'm like, okay. Every time I go in, I'm like, well, I guess a new friend has been made. And I feel like it's not just the ones here. I feel like when I've gone other cities, it's like something. A psychotic corporate culture. Like a cult almost. They feel like artsy type people. Yeah. Like a lot of of BFA students. Yeah. Yeah. That's the vibe. That's the vibe. A lot of different hair colors. uh, But you don't feel pretentious in a Trader Joe's Mm -mm. because you're just at the grocery store. Yeah. You're You're just like everybody else at Trader Joe's. This is maybe we could get a sponsorship from Trader Joe's. That would be nice. Oh, TJ's. I would like a sponsor very badly. Oh, do you have a sponsor for your podcast? Oh no, no, no. We don't have anything like that. We don't well, have anything like that. Speaking of podcasts, uh, uh, give us some plugs. Where can people find you? Oh, please check out my podcast, Lady Journey. I host it with the comedian Sarah Talamash. Uh, we release it every Tuesday. It's wherever you get your podcasts, and it's all about the journeys that we go on as women and those who have a feminine spirit. Lady Journey. Thank you. Um, and yeah, listen to your album. Yes, you can get my comedy album, Feeling of Emptiness, on my website, katiehannigan.com slash album. Did you produce it yourself or with I a... completely 100% self-produced. Can you believe exciting. it? Yes. Wow. I accidentally listed it as New Age through my distributing company, <laughs> and I have not been able to correct it. Maybe you'll be number one on those charts, though. I mean, how many people God are pliable? Maybe Jet will. F- maybe Jet will find it. Who knows? Maybe it'll be up there with making love with a pliable penis. So are yes. you going to put it on Spotify? I am going to put it on Spotify. I just decided because you know I'm not I'm not a famous person. So. Oh, well, I don't think ethically it's just so it's just such a yeah. bummer. My album isn't there. Yeah. And so many my friends' albums, you know, at at our our class and whatnot, where yeah, I like I want to listen and it's not on spotify yeah i'm gonna put it on it will be on spotify although if you're thinking of listening to it on there please consider supporting me through some platform that pays me that's really only for people that i don't have access to get outreach to so they can discover me in the new age category apparently (laughs) 
Um, Russell, do you want to plug, uh, would it be April 8th is Uncle Function? April 8th, Friday, April 8th, 7.30 p.m., Uncle Function at Asylum NYC. Russell won't be there because he will have gotten COVID. No, I'll be there. The new Omni Delta variant. Uh, I am, uh, I'm trying to get my plugs for real this time. So, uh, this weekend I'm going to be in Memphis, uh, April 9th at, uh, Crackers Comedy Club, uh, April 10th. In Memphis as well. Find it on my website or write me. Uh, April 22nd, 23rd, I'm at Wise Guys Comedy Club in Salt Lake City, Utah. Weekend after that, Looney Bin, Oklahoma. That was a real one. Wow. And then, uh, uh, just so you know, I've talked about it before, but I'm doing a new monthly here at Sesh Comedy Club. It's the first Sunday of every month. Uh, so the one after this will be May 1st at Sesh Comedy Club. Tickets are just $5. We'll put a link in the description. And it's called The Silver Lining. And the first one went really well. And I think one day, if we have enough people listen, we had a lot of podcast listeners. A lot of Orthodox Jews came, which I thought oh, was very cool. Oh, I love wow. it. They love okay. comedy. They love comedy. And I think maybe one day, if it goes well, we, we can couple it with like a monthly uh, live live thing before the show. If we yeah, feel like there's a, a lot there, we'll try it yeah. out. So, um... Uh, other than that, uh, uh, stop men. That was the name. Stop of the, the men. Stop, stop the men. Stop the men. And uh, uh, and one day that pliable penis is gonna be stiff, but not in a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. Like it's gonna go bad, and eventually you're gonna try to ply it. Rigor mortis. It'll be dead. It'll, it'll be dead. This is the downside. One, two, three. Downside.